1: It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America
2: and around the planet, 866 90 Red Eye. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Uh, well, uh, the uh, president yesterday talked about who we need to keep uh, from having guns mm. in this country.
0: Like the most significant gun safety law in 30 years. to Help keep guns out of the hands.
2: <laughs> Help keep
0: guns out of the hands of domestic political advisors.
2: So uh, the goal is to keep the hands out of domestic political advisors, the president stated yesterday. Are they armed? Uh, you know, I don't know, but I mean, I I hope uh, I I would hope that Queen Jean Pierre, when you know she is there in the podium, that she's not looking down at her gun. Yeah, I I don't I didn't know it worked that way.
0: <laughs> Boy, I thought they, they had- just advised. It's kind of scary.
2: How many gaps is he going to make? This was his this was horrible. this was his worst week. Yeah, as president. it was really horrible. He's he couldn't he couldn't even read earlier in the week. It was really really bad. I am telling you, behind the scenes right now, there is tremendous concern uh, from the people around Biden right now that yeah. he cannot make it through this this campaign. You know, we had said uh, in in twenty twenty, we said, well, we don't know yet. They're probably afraid of it, but we don't know. And he actually did okay in the debates. Mm. Yeah. You know, and and but he has gotten progressively worse, and this was definitely his worst week. And I'm yeah, not saying yeah. that from a uh, from a sarcastic point of view or a political point of view. It's just the reality of what's of what's going on. Look his his family, and you know, again, when they did the physical, they didn't do anything cognitive whatsoever. They're going to stay away from that. And his doctors are saying he doesn't need it, even though they don't check it. But I think most of most of America understands that this is a president who mentally it may not be dementia, dementia, but he is definitely slowing down mentally. Yeah. And has a lack of focus. uh, Cannot, you know. And, and I don't know, I probably won't be able to read, but it doesn't matter whether, it doesn't matter whether, well, this is just average what happens to people that age, whether it's dementia or not, it's that he's president. Yeah. And they're not willing yeah. to admit anything. Right. We, st- we said uh, before, people say, well, you shouldn't make fun of the president because he's old. Well, they claim it's not a problem. Right. You have to understand the criticism and the sarcasm comes From the fact that his family and the people around him and Democrats around him say there's absolutely nothing wrong with him. He's as quick and as vibrant as can be. The public, as you can see from the polling, doesn't buy it at all. But they keep stating it. But after this week, I mean, it was a bad week for him. uh, When he was up uh, reading from the teleprompter and he was stumbling over every you know, third or fourth word, Mm. it was really horrible. Yeah. It was really bad. And so uh, expect that he is not going to, unless it's an extremely friendly, edited uh, interview that he does with a softball Democrat reporter or political activist who will not ask any follow-up questions I don't expect that he is going to do any type of serious interviews at all that you're going to see what you see, which is when he walks from the helicopter to the White House or the White House to the helicopter. He'll walk by the press line. They'll ask a question. He'll give a one or two word answer. Then say, what, what? I can't hear you. What, what, what was that? Okay, that's ridiculous. And turn around and walk away. And then Corrine Jean-Pierre will say he takes questions all the time.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: And no one will continue to buy it. You know you had uh Jonathan Turley yesterday uh talk about what we've talked about and, and that uh right now everything is Sergeant Schultz from hogan's heroes yeah uh that deny hey, deny 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 I know deny no know nothing, no nothing, no nothing and he made the point he goes that can only go on for so far because every single day it gets worse, and the public knows it. It's obvious, yeah. And then with his business dealings, you know, you've got Comer out there every day almost saying, hey, he said that everything about, you know, everything that's coming out about it, the, his son's business activities is not true, not true, not true. It's true. He needs to stop lying to the American people. He needs to apologize for it. And that's where it gets bad. That got bad earlier this what was it over the weekend when he did that mm-hmm. when they asked him about the. uh suspicious activity reports that came from banks and the media is even trying to hide it as we pointed out we brought you the headlines and the article and and the articles and the news shows that were uh saying the republicans are claiming and it wasn't republicans claiming it republicans simply were given the banking records from the treasury department and there were ton of mainstream media outlets that did not let you know that simply said the Republicans say they have records. Well, we know know they have the records. Yeah, but it's not Republican records. It's Treasury Department records that came from the banks. And, you know, you look at uh, what uh, really uh, hit the fan yesterday that uh, the uh, his former communications director when he was vice president and still until what a month ago? A couple of weeks ago, because I saw her a couple of weeks ago. She was on Uh, Kate Bedingfield assured Hunter Biden's top lieutenant in 2015 that a damaging story from a Bloomberg reporter about the family's business dealings in Ukraine would be quashed unless editors hold a gun to her head. The emails are just one more record revealing a close working relationship between Joe Biden's White House team and the family business. So not just Joe Biden but his team knew about the relationship between Joe and Hunter. Um, but the emails are, uh, show are just one more record now, revealing a close working relationship between Joe Biden's White House team and the family business via partner Eric Schwerin, uh, who was apparently cooperating with House investigators. Absolutely, quote, absolutely, we had two conversations about it. She will only use it if her editors put a gun to her head. She absolutely will not do the second thing. Bettingfield uh, replied to uh, uh, Trump's or Trump, Biden's business advisor Schwern about a potential Bloomberg study about Hunter's Roland Barisma, and another about his discharge from the Navy. Hmm. Despite Bettingfield's efforts to prevent the story from being published, it appears Bloomberg did publish the uh, story the same day as the communications. The uh, reporter, Bloomberg reporter is now managing editor for politics at Axios uh, and a CNN political analyst. Bettingfield, meanwhile, departed the White House just recently, just as the House Oversight Committee probe into Joe Biden uh, heated up. So, again, that's another indication that not only did Joe Biden know about his son's business activities but his team knew about it knew at least parts of knew that biden had a relationship with you know uh uh, you know with hunter biden because his team was responding to questions on it while he was vice president understand this all starts when he was vice president the influence peddling started then Because initially when the story came out, it was like, well, no, this was when he wasn't worried. This, this, this is when he wasn't vice president. No, there were
0: concerns back during the Obama years.
2: Yep. And now this is more proof of that. And so this isn't, it's not going away now. And, you know, I don't care what Trump is going through, uh, whatever happens in the other investigations on him mm-hmm. Biden is the current president yeah. the stories are not going to go away the public the poll show the public believes that Biden's family has enriched itself through Biden's political career this isn't going anywhere because nothing goes his way and as more evidence comes out even when it doesn't come from Republicans, even when it comes from his own Treasury Department, yeah, it's still the Sergeant Schultz defense. We don't know anything about it. Uh, It's not true. I wasn't involved in any of it. I didn't know anything about it. And all the evidence shows the president lies every day. The reason it isn't a bigger story is because the mainstream media press is okay with it. Well, at
0: some point, you know, the, as these stories get bigger and bigger and more numerous, then it, the media quits going to Jean-Pierre. They quit asking Biden. But the curiosity only builds. In order to write your story, if you're going to put a story together on this, you're going to have to find sources, right? Typically, they've gone straight to the White House. The White House gives them the spin. Okay, we can write this. Boom. They put it out and it's over. Well, the White House is saying nothing. And they're saying nothing ever happened. And the president knows nothing. Well, that leads the media to go do their own work. They're They're not giving them any spin whatsoever. I really feel the turn you know you we talked about it uh this week, but I feel like the turn is coming again. The polls show they don't the the majority of Democrats don't want him to run, but then, with the Monmouth poll on job approval for him and the vice president, the liberal media was all over that yesterday, and it's interesting because. It seemed to get echoed more than I thought that it would,
2: yeah, in in liberal circles. In liberal that circles. Did. yeah, I agree with you. On and that. so, yeah,
0: it feels like, and, and who knows? Maybe it's maybe it's not, but it feels like. It seems like this week there's been another turn, and there's more of a calling for him not to run, and they also don't want her.
2: Well, we mentioned that uh, the the story from the Nation, the world's. The world's uh, the country's longest liberal publication out there. Yeah, yeah. Bringing was it nine different liberals who yeah, are all yeah. saying this president should run. Right. The polling numbers going down. Uh, and when and you made a point to me earlier when we were talking about this off the air, that not only is it well oh, man, Biden's numbers at the lowest ever. And then the next thing out, even from a, a liberal, you know, the liberal point of view on social media was. Yeah, and Harris's numbers are even worse. Right. Then you saw the story in the New York Post yeah. that Biden isn't happy with Kamala Harris's performance. Right. That she should be bailing it out. And should, no, This is how bad the Biden administration is. They're actually under the delusion that part of the problem is <laughs> Kamala Harris should be handling right. more of the responsibility and solving problems. Right. Right, yeah, this is all delusional. Well, and it makes you wonder. Does and angry the, because she's not right. It makes you wonder: Does
0: Biden think he bailed out Obama? <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a good point. No. You know,
0: because yeah. you know, look, he was he was certainly a credibility drain on Obama, in my opinion. Yeah, from a from, I think from you could apply that even if you're on the left, you could say that and say, oh no no no, he wasn't a great feat. And now, and and again, part of that was the buzz surrounding his son's business dealings. And it never took off because, you know, Obama was president. All right. It's not going to go anywhere just yet. Well, now it is, and it's going back, and more and more evidence comes out. There's only so long you can deny it. Actually, the president can keep denying it. The media is not going to keep ignoring it.
2: That's what has changed. Well, and and one of the things is you saw it with the blow up, not this week, but last Friday, uh, last Thursday with Corrine Jean-Pierre, mm-hmm. when she said that he won't answer your questions and they were screaming. He doesn't answer the questions. And then he came out that Friday with the Irish prime minister and just answered no questions, none. Right. And they were ushered out of the room. There's a fury that exists Uh, In there, there was a one reprieve when that one reporter was the scorn of other, you know, uh, the other members of the White House press Mm -hmm. corps, some Mm -hmm. members, Mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, he was saying, I've been here for seven months, and never been called on once. What's going on? You pick and you pick the reporters that are your favorites. Right. And so he was criticized for being out of line. And that took the heat off of her for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. But it's still, you know, she's horrible. He's horrible, and I really think that. With because we thought Karine Jean Pierre would be gone by the beginning of the year, and now I think they realize that look, she just doesn't answer the questions, and everybody knows that we can't get anybody better. We might we might as well put somebody out who seems incredibly in, incredibly incompetent.
0: That and let that be the story.
2: And let that be the story. Well, we'd communicate it better, but the person who communicates it. Sucks and Biden can't communicate anything, right. but we're really doing a great job. We just can't communicate yeah. it effectively. Yeah. Seems to be their default position. Yeah. It's not a good one, but I no. think it's the one that they've chosen. Yep. I think they've actually thought we cannot do better than Kareem Jean-Pierre. Right. And then when you're trying to defend this stuff, even Kirby can't do it. So it really doesn't matter Who's out there. No, you can make the
0: argument that it's probably more difficult for Kirby than it is for her because she doesn't have the experience. She's not competent anyway. So really for Kirby, I don't know how far you have to go to try and answer a question with his level of experience. I'm not saying he's good at his job, but you might
2: as well just let her do it. 866-90-RED-EYE.
3: Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at J.J. Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on compliance safety accountability. At the core of Compliance Safety Accountability, or CSA, is FMCSA's Safety Measurement System, or SMS. The SMS uses seven safety improvement categories called basics to examine a carrier's on-road performance and potential crash risk. The categories of basics are unsafe driving, hours of service compliance, driver fitness, controlled substances and alcohol, vehicle maintenance, hazardous materials compliance, and crash indicator. Under FMCSA's old measurement system, carrier performance was assessed in only four broad categories. Violations or crashes that have occurred within the previous 24 months of performance data are included in CSA calculations, but more recent events are weighted more heavily than older events. Violations or crashes that have happened within the past six months are weighted 33% more than events that occurred 6 to 12 months ago. And violations that are older than a year are weighted 66% less than recent violations. This allows a carrier to improve their CSA score gradually as they see fewer and fewer violations. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller & Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com.
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866 90 Red Eye.
0: And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal, but man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find. Great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, eight six six ninety red eye Well, I mean, we've talked about this a a lot this week. We'll talk more following the bottom of uh, the hour. But I just want to read the first uh, sentence uh, from Wall Street Journal. And, you know, we've talked about, remember how some of the Democrats were talking about, do we need censorship of social media when there's a bank crisis Mm -hmm. so there's not a run on the bank? And we said, well, if you actually want to not cause panic, shut up the people in the Biden administration like Janet Yellen. First sentence, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen on Thursday walked back to her comments from the day before that walked back to her comments from the day before about providing de facto guarantee on all U.S. bank deposits. She's a Treasury Secretary and has changed the story three days in a row. Yeah. Yeah, this is insane. Yeah.
1: On your smart speaker, say, play Red Eye Radio. And if you're really nice, she might. Red Eye Radio.
2: And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Before we get to the the Janet Yellen stuff uh, from uh, from yesterday and this week, which has just been a complete mess. Uh, I just, you know, we were talking about the polling that's being done and you asked a great question. Is there another turn? And I, I... I sort of agree with you. I did sense over the last couple of days a turn again from Democrats going. Maybe Biden isn't the guy, and Harris isn't the guy, and or, uh, Harris isn't the the uh, the candidate to be, uh, you know, to be our candidate for the uh, for the uh, nomination. And you sensed a little bit of panic with the poll that came out yesterday. And then this story came out, the New York Post had it. Two former White House officials said President Biden is frustrated with Vice President Harris's performance, even if he, re- he remains committed to keeping her as a running mate in the 2024 election. The 80-year-old Biden, who has gone out of his way to praise Harris in recent public remarks, reportedly has griped about his uh, number two reluctance to take on risky assignments. A point of tension in their relationship is that I don't think that the president sees her as somebody who takes anything off of his plate due to a fear of messing up. One former White House official told Reuters, another uh, White House official told the wire service that Biden already the oldest president ever intends to seek a second term in part because he's concerned that Harris may not be able to beat Trump. Who is seeking the GOP nomination. We never think of the possible infighting that's going on. Well, well, you know, I've talked about how I
0: think that Biden is probably on the inside defiant to everybody. But this is a different type of political infighting and something we hadn't considered before. And that is Biden is thinking naturally that if he's not going to run, that she would be the choice. That she would decide to run, which means that she would have to be the nominee. If if there, if, if there's no one to uh, primary against her, then she's going to be the nominee, and he's worried she can't beat Trump. Well, we kind of always went further and said, well, they don't want her. They don't want him. They also don't want her. But
2: Biden is thinking in terms of, well, they're not going to leapfrog over her. This is how bad it is. Then a third former White House official defended Harris, however, and pointed to her role in advocating for legal access to abortion after the Supreme Court decision last year. I'm (laughs) I'm sorry, that was supposed to be an achievement? Yes, (laughs) that's how bad it is. Well, no, no, no. She's great because she said something against something. (laughs) Well, hopefully
0: she posted on Twitter where it's really meaningful (laughs) and proves that she's doing a great job. What in the world? Seriously. No, see, she actually said something about something. Okay, is it so bad that if she takes a position on something, then it's it's actually the strongest thing she's ever done.
2: Uh, author Chris Whipple, an expert on West Wing staffing, wrote in his book, The Fight in his, for His Life, uh, Fight of His Life, released in January, that Biden considered Harris to be a work in progress. The president vented to a friend about Harris in 2021 after he got word that her husband uh, was complaining about the tasks assigned to her including mitigating migration <laughs> and pushing for a federal voting rights law. Whipple wrote, Biden was annoyed, the book said. He hadn't asked Harris to do anything he hadn't done as vice president, and she begged him for the voting rights assignment. Uh, Biden selected Harris, the first female and second non-white vice president, uh, as his uh running mate in 2020 hmm. uh despite a uh yeah. tough primary in which she blasted him for opposing federally mandated des- desegregation uh through uh, bussing students at different school districts hmm. uh that little girl was me she told Biden during the 2019 debate first lady Jill Biden respondedly, or re- reportedly excuse me was so angry about the exchange that she told supporters after that Harris should go F herself. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but, but, you and I burst out laughing, you know, because you think about it, Biden angry at Harris when he said, your job is to find the root causes of illegal immigration. We said it at the time. He's hanging her out to dry. Yeah. Total, totally throwing her yeah, right. There's the no, There's nothing. We always knew there was nothing coming from that. It was just he could always blame. If it came down to it, he could blame that Harris isn't doing. I appointed her to do it, and she didn't do her job. And we even stated at the time, this may be because we knew that they really didn't get along well. We knew yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the stuff between them, and we just went... Is he giving her a job that is impossible? Impossible in order yeah. that he can blame her la- later yeah, on, yeah. for it, and then right. f- pick another vice president and you know use her as the 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 scapegoat I th- for I what's think that's, going on in illegal immigration.
0: I think that's the case.
2: <laughs> I it, it's
0: because there's nothing he was going to do about it, right? And so he just blames it on her, right? Now it's you know. <laughs> uh, Man, (laughs) seriously, fly on the wall. Oh, I wish. A fly on the wall. I wish. I would just, I would just, I'd give almost anything to be a fly on the wall because I'd want to know, all right, well, did he expect her to, I don't know, go out and make more speeches about the border or what is it that she didn't deliver on? She didn't, what is it that she, because she didn't do
2: anything. There was nothing from her on the border. Well, i just like the one advisor that said, well, she did such a tremendous job after the Supreme Court decision. <laughs> she went out there and said, I-, I think the Supreme Court is wrong. Right. Oh, wow. What a job.
0: She said the <laughs> same thing that millions of others said. Right. <laughs> that makes her great at her job. Wow.
2: But seriously, well, think- if, you, if you look throughout history... And the the history of of women and how important the history of women is to the history of wo- women
0: and the history then, of history and the history of history in, in and, all then, of history
2: in all of his, yes exactly then you would understand that looking at it from a historical perspective
0: yes <laughs> throughout history throughout history oh, at the history of uh, and 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 history's history.
2: <laughs> just terrible,
0: but I just you know it, it's, it's just, but that's, that that actually is a funny article. What there. do you think? What did anybody think she was going to be
2: capable of? Right. <laughs> yeah. If he's angry at her for that, what precisely is he angry about? You told her to go out and find the root causes of of illegal immigration. Yeah, the root causes. Are you, Mr. Biden? Yeah, yeah, it's you. You're the root cause. we she said thinks, back then, you're the root cause. In order for her to solve the problem, she has to come back to you and say, you're the root cause. Now she just holds up a mirror. There you go. It's you. And so he gives her a job that's impossible because the root cause is him. Yeah. And then he's angry well, he, at her he, for not solving the illegal immigration problem That he caused is what they're trying to get us to believe.
0: He wanted her to take the heat off of him. That was never going to happen.
2: She is a victim of Biden. That's right. How (laughs) dare you?
0: (laughs) But what's interesting is he's worried that she wouldn't win against Trump. Well, she wouldn't be the nominee if he doesn't run. Yeah. Yeah. If they make her the nominee. You have to remember, she was the first major candidate that dropped out. She dropped out in early December 2019. She didn't even make it to 2020. So that's, you know, that tells you where the donors were. Where And it's even worse now, the Monmouth poll on job approval.
2: Is bad for him, but it's really bad for her. Yeah, yeah. The Associated Press too. She was. Yeah, low. and and that was really the talk of Democrats yesterday.
0: It yeah, it's really I, interesting. It just to seems see that going like on. there yeah. is momentum building, and they're all reconsidering this. Going, okay, look, we can't do this now. We we can't
2: have him. And remember, for another four years, when she had to drop out, see, Democrats, we have long memories. When she dropped out, remember who she blamed. It was the racism and sexism of Democrats mm-hmm. yeah, as to why she had to get out. Right. Well, because she's a black woman and yeah, you did not support that's right. her. Therefore, you're race Democrats. You are racist and sexist for putting Biden in office. That's right. That's what she said. She didn't say Democrats, but it's the primary. Right. It's Democrats. Yep. Now, and and being from the Democratic state in California, she's expecting reparations. She mm-hmm. wants part of that $5 million. I guess she'll get it. Exactly. <laughs> but here's the question. Who
0: in the party wants to come in and clean up Joe's mess?
2: Now, you brought that up yesterday, which was a great – that was a great – who wants to come in right after Biden as so a Democrat? You're, let's just imagine that <clears throat> Newsom is the rock
0: star. I don't think they – have a rock star anymore i don't think they care about rock stars anymore in the same way but let's just say he is does he want to come in and be responsible for cleaning up biden's mess because
2: what are you going to do to turn it around yeah because going to change your, your legacy is based that a democrat before you made such a mess that you're fearful you'll be a one-term president right and you're not
0: going to come in and, and and change a lot of the fundamentals of what he did. So you're really not
2: going to change the economic fundamentals. Just want to bring this up real quick before we get out of here uh, this week. And this is a whole thing on Janet Yellen. And this is Democrats. And remember, it was uh, uh, Kelly from Arizona. And then another Democrat brought it up, too. That was that after the bank problems, he said, well, this is the first uh, bank that the run was based on the fact of what was said on social media because of the misinformation misinformation my god if you want to look at what caused a lot of the panic it was exactly the 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 behavior and the things that the federal government said including janet yellen wall street journal pointed it out saying treasury secretary janet yellen on thursday walked back her comments from the day before that walked back her remarks the day before about providing a de facto government guarantee on all u.s bank deposits Uh, who's on first the administration's mixed signals are becoming another threat to the financial system. Here it is. On, uh, uh, on uh, Tuesday, she said protecting uninsured depositors over $250,000 could be warranted if smaller institutions suffer deposit runs that pose the risk of a contagion. Yet on Wednesday, she told the Senate that she had not considered or discussed blanket insurance or guaranteed in deposits. She knows she doesn't have the authority to guarantee all deposits without the approval from Congress, which may explain her flip-flop. Yeah. After bank stocks tanked, she did a U-turn again and told the House on Thursday that we would be prepared to take additional actions if warranted. So now no one is sure whether uninsured depositors will be covered other than that the giant banks have been deemed too big to fail. You know, when they muddied Ah. the waters... I didn't expect it to be
0: this kind of muddying the waters. But she single-handedly has sent the market now running in circles, chasing its own tail. Because nobody knows. She's responding one day. She only responds. And she's not.
2: Yeah, that's it. So each response is in the other direction. It's almost like every day she puts up a trial balloon. I'm going to say something, see how the markets respond, and then we'll say the opposite the next day and, the market, and then see how they respond.
0: And now the markets don't know where to go. Yeah. Well, okay, so what does that mean? Are we good or no? And if she said something today, how do you
2: believe it? 866
1: red We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Well, the grand jury doesn't meet in uh, uh, in Bragg's district. Doesn't meet today. Right. Right. So it meets Monday. What uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Right. And so there's nothing coming up unless they decide to disband the grand jury because there's no charges for anything. Yeah, I guess. Right. Yeah, but uh, we're not going to hear anything until at least you know Monday or Tuesday what a I mean what a mess that is what a mess that's turned into and again all of our criticisms where we were in this perverted sense of awe i know especially i was in the beginning of this week saying nothing makes sense nothing makes sense you got to be delusional to do something like this well it turns out in all likelihood they are delu- he's delusional
0: yeah and now with costello coming forward and everything else the letter, the letter that the post the uh, New York Post printed on on Wednesday. It just took all the wind out of any sails he had to begin with.
1: This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The
2: Bigger Pockets portfolio of
1: podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real
2: conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day.
3: It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets
0: on the Market, Rookie Real Estate or Money Podcast.
2: The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger
0: Pockets Podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.